You're listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. This is Season 7, Episode 12. Turtle Doves is the musical project of husband and wife duo Ashley and Alex McGrath. Their inventive sound explores the balance between lo-fi electronics and acoustic instruments to create harmonically rich soundscapes, labyrinthine melodies, ambient textures, and layered vocals. Turtle Doves exist in the liminal spaces. As their biography tells us, they are messengers between the seen and the unseen, ambassadors to the now from the not quite yet. In this episode, I had the opportunity to sit down with Ashley and Alex for a conversation about their creative collaboration as husband and wife and about their new EP, Pillars of the Earth. You can find links to Turtle Dove's music as well as view their music video from the EP titled Soft Speaker in the show notes of this episode. This is Pillars of the Earth with Ashley and Alex McGrath. Ashley and Alex, it's an honor to have you guys on the Makers and Mystics podcast. Thanks so much for being here today. Thanks, hey, Stephen. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and I think it's only fair to let the listeners know that we've been friends for quite a while, and we've got lots of history together from previous incarnations of our artistic endeavors. We could drop names like The Soil and the Sun and Songs of Water, mm-hmm. but <laughs> I'm really excited to talk with you today about your project Turtle Doves and what you're into in the present day. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah. go way back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the smelly van and touring days pre-quarantine, right? Yeah. 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 Long time ago. Well, you just released a new song called Soft Speaker and also a video that goes with that. And we're going to link that in the show notes of the episode for everybody. But tell me about this song. Yeah. So this song kind of happened when we were staying at my parents' farm a few years ago. So right before we moved here to Cincinnati. And um, I was just going to bed one night and I started singing a prayer basically I kind of sing a lot when I'm by myself just random things and it started just kind of happening and I was thinking about these sort of dreams I had had these pictures I had had years ago and so it kind of came out in those words so then I just made a voice memo of that and then I think it was a few days later I was kind of playing around with it on a synth or something and Alex was like I like that and so we made a song and then I released a couple songs just on Bandcamp and they're pretty lo-fi and not to the quality that like we can do a little bit better now as far as the gear we have and stuff is just slightly better now so when we were making the CP about a year ago we decided to re-record it and kind of just expand on it a little bit. Now, both of you are incredible songwriters on your own, but then together, I'm curious to know how your relationship works itself out into your creative process. Do you find that 
you both have very similar inspirations and styles or do you as a married couple how does that work in your creative space to be songwriters together <laughs> yeah that's a good question that's a really good question <laughs> there's a lot we there's a, many directions we could take the answer <laughs> usually we start by saying that it has been a lot harder than we expected it to be yeah yeah to figure out how to work together i guess mhm so we've been married for almost 10 years now and when we went on our honeymoon we brought a bunch of instruments with us and we went to this little cabin up in Canada and we had plans to write and record an album during our honeymoon because <laughs> we had an indefinite amount of time and we're like we're going to stay there for like a month and just make an album it's going to be like <laughs> how cool would that be a honeymoon album <laughs> At least just, you know, for ourselves, like for a memory. And I just remember how uncomfortable and awkward <laughs> that first time was where we sat down with yeah. our instruments and just kind of stared at each other for about a minute. <laughs> yeah. And then I, remember. I don't remember who one of us was like, so what chord do you yeah. want to play? <laughs> I remember that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we've come a long way since then, but it's been quite a journey. And I think lately it's felt like, I mean, and we have so much space right now and time and in a lot of ways to kind of step back but and explore. It feels like we've both been kind of coming up with some like distinct things that are sort of our own thing. And then, so then it's been interesting. Like I've been writing more songs, which I didn't uh, really at all in the soil and the sun or before in my life so it's been a new thing and I feel like a lot of the songs I'll write I'm like this just feels totally different than what we talk about doing together but Alex is always really supportive and so and then Alex's song sometimes I'm like this feels different than you know very different than something I would make so I think it's been interesting right now it feels like giving ourselves a space to explore that and then kind of bring it together or even you know, putting it on the album. So a soft speaker on this coming EP is the only song that's like I am singing on. So, or that it's mostly my, it's my song basically. So yeah, it's cool to be able to do both. And I think we're exploring how to kind of keep merging all the ideas that we have and this, the different stylistic things. Cause I think it's been nice to just explore the differences there too. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah, we, it's kind of like we've been learning how to, each encourage and support each other's individual voices as opposed to just trying to meld our styles together into one thing. We're more like trying to braid the two together. I think that was a lesson that we had to learn over time. Well, you've developed a really distinct sound that I love that combines lo-fi electronics, acoustic instruments, You've got this world music element that you know that I'm, it's close to my heart. Yes. But I'm curious how much of this is premeditated or predetermined and how much of this has developed along the way as you've made room for each other's distinct sound mm. and influences. I tend to do 90% uh, of the premeditation in this band. <laughs> I do yeah. a lot I do a lot of dreaming and sort of talking about different ideas and different directions we could take things and 
in researching gear. He's the gear researcher. (laughs) (laughs) Which I don't feel any shame about. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah, I guess what I was getting at is that I tend to just have um, too many ideas, I guess, and have a hard time deciding on which like direction to take a song or the sound that we're trying to develop. So it's good to have someone like Ashley who works more intuitively and is kind of there for me to balance out that more analytical part of the spectrum sometimes. (laughs) So we do balance each other out in that way. I'm curious to know, was there a particular breakthrough moment or kind of that eureka aha moment when you realized, oh my goodness, this is the way we can work together. This is the way we can make room for each other's influences and inspiration and come up with something that's complementary to both of us or something that reflects both of you individually and as well creates something that's the two of you. Was there a breakthrough moment when you learn how to begin making space for each other creatively. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it's definitely a thing that has taken time and it is still developing. But one particular moment that does come to mind for me is what Ashley mentioned a few years ago We were when we were living on a farm in Michigan. Ashley wrote a few songs and we decided to record them and and put them up on Bandcamp. And for me, that was a cool moment because I just decided to take on more of like a producer role and throw my ideas into the ring, into the realm of Ashley's songs. And that was cool because I I realized that I got just as much joy out of that than writing and making my own songs. And so that was kind of a breakthrough moment. And I've been really encouraging Ashley to write more (laughs) songs because I love that process. (laughs) And uh, yeah, that's, that was, that was a fun sort of eureka moment for me. Mm -hmm. What about you, Ashley? Yeah, I feel like Alex, when I first met him, I was a fan of what he was doing creatively. And I think I can't really separate those like aha moments from us together from like personal aha moments as far as like creative or spiritual breakthrough. Like I think personal breakthrough leads to like relational breakthrough, I guess. Mm -hmm. Which is a, brings up an interesting point because, you know, for most bands, music and relationships can be separate or independent of each other, but everything (laughs) is personal when, (laughs) when you're married, it's just the two of us and we're married and uh, it's not, you know, it's just, it's not a professional (laughs) environment it's just <laughs> us in our house mm-hmm. fighting over <laughs> the, like what direction we want a song to go or something. <laughs> well actually i want to ask you a question specifically because you mentioned that over the years you've learned to develop your own voice and unlocking creativity in your own experience mm-hmm. what are some takeaways that maybe you could share with the makers of mystics community that may be helpful for those artists listening to this conversation on how we can unlock creativity in our own lives and some of the things that you've done to help you develop your own distinct voice. Yeah, that's really good. I love, that's like one of my favorite subjects, I think, because of feeling that personally. So I think musically, 
and artistically, I think it's been a long journey. I think I grew up pretty creatively blocked or just kind of, I had all these aspirations, but then it felt very unattainable or I didn't, I never really sang growing up. I, you know, my siblings said one thing like you suck or something like that. And it, mm. and that was all I needed to be like, okay, I guess I'm not going to do that. <laughs> so I think um, then when I started playing in bands in college, it, people encouraged me to sing. And I think that was a huge gift, but I think I'm blocking creatively or unlocking our voice is like kind of almost cliche at this point, but the artist's way. Love Julia Cameron. Yeah, she's amazing. And that book really did. And it was around that time that we moved to the farm that we both worked through that book together. Um, and there's so many good tools in there about just moving forward creatively. But I think for me, it's been really important to just only focus on what am I meant to give to the whole thing, this whole world or this whole life. It's like not comparing myself to anything else and just kind of like, what does my voice sound like? And what am I thinking about this thing? And I think, you know, the reasons often that we do block ourselves or or lock up, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough for whatever, this pre-existing standards or something. And I think the more we think about what we have to give from that place, it gets a little more clear. And I think because I went to school for piano and oboe, my voice wasn't really a thing. And so I've been able to sort of feel, I don't know, I didn't have a bunch of ego wrapped up with it or something, mm-hmm. you know, whereas some, in other ways you have to do a different type of unblocking with your instruments if you've, or whatever it is that you have a lot of training and, you know, sometimes it takes a lot of sort of undoing of your training to feel free in it. But I think with my voice, I, it's just been a joy to like, draw it out your hand reached out and made a tunnel turned the wall into a portal turned it into something i think for me personally one of the stronger roadblocks to just expressing my voice freely is just noise getting caught up in too much noise. I think that there's a there's a delicate balance there for artists and musicians of finding the right amount of public discourse and interaction with society and culture balanced with, you know, isolation. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is for me personally, I think there are artists that thrive off of a more public persona. And for me personally, I. I have to withdraw and kind of unplug from that and find spaces of just quiet, calm, silence. And that's when I'm able to kind of let my mind wander. And then the things that sort of rise to the surface during those moments of quiet meditation are the things that feel like they're truly coming from myself. So that's been important for me. And that's why I'm a night owl. (laughs) <laughs> Do you find that the late hours contribute to more of your mode of creating, I guess, then? Always, yeah. I would say, you know, the majority of lyrics at least are written late in the late hours. Yeah. <laughs> and I think like I I could be a morning person too, but it's another thing that is uh that works well between Ashley and I is that she's a tends to be a morning person. I tend to be a night person. And that is sort of built into our relationship 
um, our own little private time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Away from Secluded. each other. <laughs> You're making it sound like we don't get along. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not what I mean at all. <laughs> but yeah, our, own, our solitude time. Yeah. 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 I would imagine that your individual time would be important, especially because you're both creators. And I would imagine that your individual time creatively and spiritually as well would feed into the relational creativity. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think that, I mean, and I think that's a great thing about it. Yeah. Us both spending that time is because Alex will bring an idea or I'll bring an idea. And that's a lot easier than trying to just come up with an idea together from nothing like we tried to do on our honeymoon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, having something that was created in that space of quiet is exciting to bring to the other person. Alex, you mentioned your lyrics earlier, and there's a specific song on your new EP that I'd love to talk some about. Uh, Tell me about the lyrics on Dissolve. Yeah, okay. So when writing lyrics for me personally, usually starts with something pretty intimate, and I'll be thinking of a very specific image or moment that I've experienced. And usually that you could consider that as the little seed or the starter and then i'll develop a lot of stuff around that maybe even stuff that isn't necessarily narrative to my personal experience or even true if you know what i mean so it's like there's a little bit of my personal experience in every song but it also can develop into something more universal which is something that is true of the song Dissolve, is that I think the original thought when I started to write those lyrics was about us moving away from a place that we had spent a lot of years of our life and leaving friends and leaving proximity to family and kind of looking back on that from where we had set up our life in a new place. That would be sort of the original emotion that I was feeling when I started writing this song. But yeah, like I said before, then it's just sort of, then I just sort of let words and images and ideas just flow and I just write down whatever comes to mind. And sometimes it'll end up not necessarily correlating to that original idea, but as long as it becomes a cohesive picture, Mm-hmm. I'll just let it be what it is. One song that stands out to me from your new EP that I'd love to talk about is the song Pillars. Cool, yeah. Tell me about the song Pillars. That one means a lot to me personally, and this is a good example. So I don't really know why. Um, Because this Mm -hmm. is a good example of how I think songs and I guess art in general can kind of just take on a meaning of its own over time. And this Mm -hmm. is a song that 
uh, I took a long time to write the lyrics and it's sort of just pieced together from different things that I would scribble down here and there like a, or maybe a voice memo or a note you know on my phone or something or even just like flipping back through old journals and finding little snippets of life and stitching them all together into sort of a collage mm-hmm. which actually I'm, I'm glad you asked because I've never really thought about the song that way but now that I'm sort of processing it verbally that actually makes a lot of sense why it's meaningful to me is because of that process of sort of collaging these different pieces together over a long period of time and like Ashley likes to make visual collages you know cutting up magazines or images from books and putting them together and I think we're both drawn to that process visually and musically I love this whole idea of collage and how a lot of times we don't know what a song or a piece of art is about until it's finished and we can step back and look at it. And many times the meaning, if you will, of a work of art develops. Yeah. And I think songs have a life of their own. Maybe it meant something to you when you first conceived it and then later on it develops into something of its own, you know. Mm. But I often find inspiration in songs and in art that is collage, that is patchwork, that develops over time. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful way to kind of place parts of our life into a concrete moment or a piece of work to share with other people. I think that's something that fuels us, uh, our love for traveling to and experiencing other cultures. It's like we take those pieces with us and then they come out, they pop out in these different ways creatively. And I think for us too, that that is something that allows us to maybe shut off some of our mental faculties and let things flow from a more spiritual place so that we're able to tune into a more symbolic and mystical expression of these things that are inside of us. Yeah. Well, you you mentioned turtle doves. I have to know, why turtle doves? (laughs) Band names are hard. (laughs) They are, aren't they? (laughs) Naming naming things is hard, I think, for me anyway. Um, But a band name is like, it's kind of permanent, you know, because you don't want to be changing your name in a few years or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So we kicked around a lot of ideas and... The idea of turtle doves came up and originally I was like, no, that's going to be, people are going to think it's too cute. <laughs> and um, then, I don't know, something changed. We, we kind of did a little more research into the symbolism of turtle doves and turtle doves make a lot of appearances in the Bible actually. And mm-hmm. um, I won't get into all of that on here, but that would be a good place if anyone's really interested in like what was sort of solidified us choosing it. That would be the path to take. But we're also, we're a couple. Like, you, you know, we, we make music together and turtle doves come in pairs. Um, mm-hmm. And mm. that's obviously an important mm-hmm. factor. And I think when we looked at the characteristics of turtle doves, it basically described our personalities. Like 
mournful. Yeah, they have a mournful call, and we're both so so drawn to <laughs> sad, mournful—not sad music, but mournful in this kind of heavy, you know, heavy but quiet and sort of eerie, mysterious. Anything like that, where we're like, "Ooh, that's cool," you know, we like it. So, yeah, that's that's what turtle doves are characterized by. And so, when we read the description, we we're like man, that's basically us, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. The, and the idea of like um, messengers too seemed to resonate with us. Well, so my, my dad had pigeons when I was growing up. And so we had a, a pigeon loft in our backyard and I spent a lot of time with them hanging out in the loft and they're amazing birds. And it's so cool that you can send messages on an animal and it'll find its way home. Um, I don't know if there are any other creatures that that do that. But that was sort of something that resonated with us about the imagery of the turtle dove too, is, is the idea of carrying a message. So then would this mournful sound be the bridge that brings together your two individual <laughs> tastes? Definitely, yeah, I, I think, think so. I yeah. think we might have deciphered it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Thanks>. You solved <laughs> it. <laughs> That's right. See, we'll do a little bit of marriage uh, counseling and therapy right here, right? Yes, totally. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh-huh. So the mournful sound is what brings together these two diverse expressions <laughs> of creativity. I love it. <laughs> Just send us the bill. Yeah, the counseling right. bill later. Yeah. <laughs> Look very closely now into the picture. have one last question for you and earlier you mentioned the meaning of turtle doves and some of the symbolism of that i know when i listen to your music i hear such a depth of your own spiritual journey i'd love to know more about how your spiritual journey together informs the music that you're writing Mm, that's good yeah i think we both are really interested in the ways that healing and God's presence can come into this world through creativity and through music and just how we can draw a blessing into the environment around us. So I think that's something we kind of are trying, we try to be more aware of or try to have that as our intention when we're creating. And I think that's been a process of sort of becoming aware of that, that we want that to be our intention. And then, yeah, so I think that's for for me personally, especially just trying to be cognizant of that and have that be on my mind when we're when we're making something and and really trying to bring heaven to earth, you know, trying to bring beauty and life and blessing into like this land that we're on right now and this house that we're in or whatever if we're in a music venue or wherever we're at, trying to sort of bring those things, like like kind of just try to let our, ourselves be a, a vessel for carrying something good into where we're at, so. Yeah, it would be really difficult to work together this intimately with someone if you didn't share that sort of foundational spiritual motivation behind mm-hmm. your creativity. 
not to say that it couldn't work or couldn't produce something beautiful and amazing, but for both of us, having that shared starting point is so valuable and also grounding and keeps us focused and centered on our why we're doing what we're doing. And it's a, it's a good reminder to set our intentions and start from that place before we move forward with anything else. And we really do believe that music can change the atmosphere of a room and bring and facilitate God's presence. And that's exciting to us. And you never know what's going to happen when, when you open yourself up to that. You know, we, like, we would love to see healing happen through music. And I mean, we believe that it does. And like Ashley said, we, we want to become facilitators of that presence. Well, Alex and Ashley, thank you so much for taking this time to talk with me on Makers and Mystics. I'm a huge fan, and I can't wait to get this music in the hands of our community. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, thanks for having us, Stephen. And thank you so much for listening to the Makers and Mystics podcast. Be sure to see the show notes of this episode for links to Turtle Dove's music and for links to join the Makers and Mystics Creative Collective. We'll see you again next week. And in the meantime, keep creating. The world needs your art.